There are a lot of things that matter to me. Family, community, culture, and peace of mind. Hi, it's Wilmer Valderrama, and when balancing life, I have to say nothing brings more comfort than having support. And when it comes to ensuring those things that matter to you the most, State Farm offers the support with an agent available in person or on the phone to discuss your coverage options. Support when you need it, however you choose. That's State Farm's way. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Whether it's her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct has everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Living life as a gringo Where you question Where you fit in Every time you mingle They say you do this With not enough that My rapping is really bad <laughs> This life as a gringo Yes, hello and welcome To another episode of Life as a gringo I am Dramos, of course It is Thursday So that means it is our Thursday Trends episode I'll be flying solo on this one We've had guests on for the Tuesday episodes every time this month, and we'll continue to do that for Financial Literacy Month. So I just felt it'd be good to hop on solo for today's show. And I apologize if I sound really stuffed up. Like, I cannot not get sick for the life of me right now. I don't know what the hell has been going on the last couple of weeks. Uh, over the weekend, I took a quick trip to Puerto Rico to visit some family, and my niece and nephew were were there as well and they had a little cold and I think they gave me whatever it is that they had. So I apologize if I sound crazy right now. I'm struggling. I'm, I'm all clogged up, but but we here. We we doing the show. And man, a lot to talk about. Some heavy stuff to to get into that's been going on in the news this last week. I mean, uh on on that note, we'll talk about this shooting that happened uh, in Brooklyn in the in the subway system. We'll, we'll get into that. We'll talk about a woman who is on death row right now, days away from execution, a Latina woman. And uh, there are some doubts about her, her guilt. And there, there's some people thinking she actually might be innocent of the crime. So there are a lot of people fighting right now to get her a, a new trial before it's too late, before her execution happens. So we'll talk about that. For me, hit this segment, celebrate someone who's doing some amazing things. Man, we, we have to talk about Justice Kentaji Brown Jackson, who has been confirmed to the Supreme Court. I want to, to acknowledge this moment that's happening as we have the first black woman to serve on the Supreme Court. And of course, we'll do our Ask a Gringo segment. I want to get y'all's opinion. Man, we'll, we'll talk about social media and possible regulation what is or isn't being done i want to get y'all's opinion on what you think should be happening in regards to social media especially 
as we see so much of it affecting the real world that we live in. So I want to get y'all's opinion on that. But man, without further ado, let's just dive into some of this heaviness in a segment we call for the people in the back. Say a lot for the people in the back. All right, so I mean, let let's kind of start with with one of the darker stories that has come out of this last week, and this one, I mean, particularly hits close to home for for someone like myself who has uh you know was born in New York, and that is this shooting that happened in in Brooklyn, uh, in the in the subway system in Brooklyn. Now, this happened on Tuesday, and by Wednesday, uh, yesterday, the suspect was arrested, was found and arrested. Uh, Frank James, who during rush hour decided to show up at the subway system in Brooklyn and open fire. Uh, at least 10 people have been wounded. And this this whole attack led to the injury of 13 others on Tuesday morning. Now, just scary, scary shit. I mean, it, it could have been a lot worse. Thankfully, no one has was killed and, and everybody who has been injured uh, is expected to to make a full recovery at this point. And I think that I, I was reading somewhere where the, the police were saying they believed his gun might have jammed, you know, so so man, it, it could have been a lot worse. But it's scary because, you know, this is something that, man, ha- how do you avoid it? You know, if you live in New York City, anybody who's visited New York City, you know that the primary, you know, way to travel around the city is, is via subway. It's the easiest way to get, you know, from point A to B. It is the quickest way. And for most people, it's the way that they can afford. And man, stuff like this really just shakes your 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 confidence in your own safety, and that's a scary thing. And the ability to just live your life every day, you know, these are people who are going to work, right? You know, they're they're just going to to live their their life as normal and to see a, a heinous attack like this for no reason happen. It, it it's really just scary as it is when any of these you know shootings happen. It gets, and it continues to bring up the question about our gun laws. You know, this man owned uh, a gun legally. He purchased it in Ohio in 2011, from what I've been reading. Now, he doesn't have any felonies on his record, but he does have some misdemeanor crimes that he's been arrested for a bunch of times throughout the, the past. But nothing nothing crazy enough that he was not able to, to get a gun legally. And then I think the other part about this whole story, as you dig into... Frank James and and who he was, you know, uh, a 62 year old black man. But it's interesting because he he had his own YouTube channel and he would do these videos. And granted, he didn't get a lot of views, but he would do these videos where he talked about death, right? And and talked about this idea of a race war uh, and the desire to exterminate certain groups of people, and even going as far as to say there needs to be more mass shootings, you know. And he uses racial slurs he he denigrates women and and makes racist comments and some of them even being against black people and additionally he in his videos has like extremist rhetoric talking about things like covid and and crime and politics and and this that and third right and and youtube has since taken his his page down for for violating their policy but the the sheer fact that Content like this was able to to go up is what's you know scary to me. Aside from the obvious that a dude 
just randomly walked on a subway and started shooting people. And we'll get into this a bit more when it comes to our asking gringo segment, but it, it really does beg the question about more policing needs to be done when it comes to these social media websites, right? Because it took, you know, them seeing this dude on the news for having shot multiple people on the subway system for them to find his page and take it down. Now, again, he didn't really have much of a following. He wasn't really getting any views on this thing. But to me, it's the the principle of the fact that this was even allowed to to exist, you know, and, and when you hear some of his talking points, I mean, I'm I'm just speculating here. You wonder how much of it comes from other social media pages, you know, that that he may follow other misinformation that that he may be getting from from other outlets. You know, I mean, I, I've brought this up before about someone like Alex Jones, you know, who has a massive following which started on social media, you know, where he ha- has gone as far as to say the, the Sandy Hook school shooting was a hoax, right? And that's led to the victims uh, of that shooting, you know, the, the parents of the kids that were killed being harassed by, by people having to move away from their home because people are harassing them, telling them that they're liars, that they're actors. And it just leads us into this really weird fucking world that we live in where Anybody is able to hypothetically project their nonsensical opinion or their sheer hatred to millions and millions of of people with little to no pushback. Or at least if there is pushback, it doesn't seem to happen quick enough. And I understand the argument might be like, how are they going to police everybody? How is YouTube going to know everything? And listen, I don't know how the technology works, to, to be perfectly honest. But all I know is this. I'm having a conversation on the phone with my girl about fucking Tommy Hilfiger. Next thing I know, Tommy Hilfiger ads are popping up all over my social media. So somehow, some way, they're able to get that information from me speaking about it, but can't seem to stop pages like this guy's from from going up when he's blatantly talking about mass shootings, racism, and and everything under the sun when it comes to, you know, hate mongering that that seems to be pretty popular amongst extremists. And, And I understand that racism and hate have been around long before the internet you know but it's like the internet has given a home and a safe haven to to crazy at the end of the day you know it's like we've seen it with the election and like this trumpism and all these different things you know you can uh quite a lot of the craziness we've seen to to social media and this kind of free-for-all that that happens because of the the lack of of regulation you know you're leaving it up to to companies to regulate themselves and and like we've seen with facebook they're only interested in keeping people on the app they care about their bottom line more than anything at the end of the day so people arguing back and forth in the comments only helps them it only keeps people on the app for longer so we can't expect them to police themselves, they're they're concerned again with their with their bottom line. And we have these fucking dinosaurs in Congress who don't necessarily understand exactly how social media works. And that's a bit of the the problem as to why we haven't seen this be regulated in the way that it needs to be. And of course, people will always throw to your your First Amendment right and all this kind of stuff, right? Freedom of speech, yada yada yada. But it's the same th- reason why you can't yell fire in a crowded movie theater because it causes panic that could then cause hurt to people right it, it that's considered speech that would be an incitement to cause harm or creates danger 
Same thing as a lot of the hate rhetoric we've been seeing, right? Things that articulate a credible threat are not protected, right? So making jokes about bombs at airport security falls into that category as well. So, you know, the, the reality is for anybody who's like this, this stand of like, you know, freedom of speech, you, get, you can't take away people's freedom of speech. Sure. But when it begins to cause harm in the real world, that's when I feel like somebody needs to, the, the government needs to step in and, and protect us. And, and again, I'm not, I'm, I'm only speculating here. I'm, I'm taking a, a small bit of what we've seen with this, this dude, uh, Frank James, who, who committed this Brooklyn shooting. But when there are people like that who are so unwell walking around and have access to legally buying firearms, which is a whole nother issue, it's obvious that something needs to be done and we need to protect them from themselves, but also protect the rest of us from them. And we need to stop information from going out there that could potentially make somebody like this guy go out there and commit a, a heinous attack like the one we saw on, on Tuesday in Brooklyn. Now, another story that I've been following is this, this woman in Texas who is facing execution. Now, she's a mother of of 14. Her name is Melissa Lucille. And she was found guilty back in 2008 in the death of her two-year-old daughter, Mariah. Now, she's scheduled to be put to death on April 27th. If her execution goes ahead, she'd actually be the first Latina to be executed in the state of Texas. Now, there's a bunch of people advocating for a new trial for, for her not to be executed. You have her family, you have more than 80 state lawmakers from both parties, and even some of the jurors who convinced her say that she should live. And and this whole thing leads to a question about the death penalty. Now, just to kind of quickly get into, into her case, her child who, who passed away uh, allegedly fell down uh, a flight of stairs and then died uh, a couple of days later. But then when it was investigated, it was said that uh, the child had bruises over its body, which led to the allegation of child abuse. And she had been impacted in her, her head. You know, that was essentially what, what killed her. And this woman, Melissa Lucille, did confess to it, but only after hours of an interrogation. And they have transcripts from the actual interrogation. She was in uh, questioned by police for more than five hours. You can hear her denying it at first. They're also saying she was pregnant at the time with twins. And they have uh, the Innocence Project, who, who's um, all that exonerating, you know, falsely accused people, falsely convicted people. And they're saying that over 100 times she asserted her innocence. And this is Vanessa Potkin, the director of special litigation at the Innocence Project, says that they refused to listen to her, sending the clear message that this interrogation wasn't going to stop until she told the officers what they wanted to hear. Potkin also goes on to say, quote, her so-called confession was a result of highly coercive interrogation tactics, some of which are so coercive that they are no longer used today. And then they had some experts on false confessions kind of review the interrogation tapes, and they say that Lucia was especially vulnerable as a victim of child sexual abuse and later domestic violence, developing defense mechanisms. They wrote, quote, a history of trauma significantly reduces the resilience of the trauma victims to cope with interrogative pressure. Ms. Lucille's passive and apparently flat demeanor is best explained by her history of repeated sexual, physical and emotional abuse since childhood. And and this isn't anything new. We've seen false confessions in the the Central Park five right and and who were later exonerated for um for the the rape of a, a woman in central park and i don't remember if i mentioned this but 
even multiple jurors are, are coming back. I believe it was four or five jurors are coming back and saying that she shouldn't be put to death. There was a juror that even said he felt pressured by the other jurors uh, to convict her. There's all types of things uh, around this this case that say at the very least you should put a halt to to executing this woman. You know that we 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 may be executing an innocent woman. Uh, it, it's been said that the cause of death from the medical examiner was concluded that that her daughter died from a blow to the head, but multiple pathologists agree that her daughter could have suffered a head injury from a fall. So there's this this shadow of a doubt, and and it's just this bigger, broader conversation about the death penalty in this country. I think to me. This is a perfect example of it. But, you know, I was pulling up some information and, and the stat they have is that 186 former death row prisoners have been exonerated of all charges related to the wrongful convictions that had put them on death row. I mean, that that's just a scary fact because, A, it makes you think, OK, 186 of them were exonerated. They got their their second day in court, essentially. Right. They got to have their case reviewed. How many of these cases you know, didn't get that option. How many innocent people did we end up killing as a result of the, the death penalty in this country? And, and the, the truth is, we see people getting exonerated all the time. Like there's another another case in in Florida from 1949, where you had the what were known as the Groveland Four, where you had four young black men falsely accused of raping a, a white woman in, in Lake County, Florida. And now in 2019, the Florida Clemency Board unanimously granted posthumous pardons to them. But it's too late. You know, an all-white jury condemned two innocent men to death and an innocent teen to a life sentence. And and the racist sheriff murdered one of them and attempted to kill the other. Like all kinds of crazy shit like this that you 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 hear about. And again, the bigger question is why in the modern era do we still have the death penalty like we've proven time and time again that our court system is in fact imperfect and then you pull up information when it comes to race and majority of people on on death row a little over half are black and brown people even though we don't represent half of the population in this country right like black people represent 13.4 of the of the population in the u.s Latinos represent 18.4, yet on death row combined, they represent more than half of the inmates awaiting execution. And at the risk of, of sounding overly woke, woke. I'll, I'll kind of leave, leave you to your own conclusions, but it's just a really scary thing to think about that something like the death penalty still exists in this world when we've seen just how imperfect our, our criminal justice system is and on top of that, how unfair it is to people of color. So things like this are really important for our community to, to be aware of because the reality is, despite us being a far smaller percentage of the population than our white counterparts, black and brown people are the ones suffering this fate the majority of the time. And if you want to contribute to this, like there's a, a, a petition, all you have to do is text. You can text 97016 and text the words, Save Melissa, all one word. Save Melissa. It's just like an ongoing petition uh, to to stop this woman from being executed, who potentially could be innocent. Now I know those are two incredibly heavy, heavy stories. So it's only right that we lighten things up a little bit for Army Hentes segment and celebrate somebody who's doing just some incredible, incredible things. 
Before that, though, let's take a quick break and we'll be right back. As an actor, a producer, and a proud Latino father, my days can get very busy, which is why I make sure to dedicate time to what's important, like supporting my community through my work, sharing my Colombian and Venezuelan culture, and being present for my family, which is everything to me. Hey everyone, it's Wilmer Valderrama. And we're reflecting on what matters most. I start by giving thanks for good support in my life whenever I need to make the big decisions. How about you? If it's insurance you need, State Farm is there to help you choose the right coverage for you. And State Farm offers great support 24-7. Just call an agent. State Farm is also a big supporter of my Cultura Podcast Network by helping to share our Latinx voices. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Listen to new episodes of your favorite My Cultura shows wherever you get your podcasts. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of. A degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global. Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. All right, so I, I just wanted to use this segment to quickly acknowledge somebody who is making history we have Judge Kentaji Brown Jackson, who has officially been confirmed for the U.S. Supreme Court. She is the first black woman ever to sit on the Supreme Court. And, and this is incredibly important because something like the Supreme Court that is, is currently you know, seeing cases dealing with abortion rights and LGBTQ plus rights and, and rights for black and brown people and, and, and all of the above, like the most important cases. I'm sorry, but as a person of color, I don't trust a whole bunch of, of white people to make decisions that are in, in my best interest, you know, or in my community's best interest. Like it's a scary phenomenon that, that has happened at the course in this country, but it seems like we're kind of going in reverse when you talk about our rights. And someone like Kentaji Brown Jackson, Judge Kentaji Brown Jackson, I should say, getting on, on the Supreme Court you would hope kind of begins to level the playing field just a bit. And you have somebody who has experience as a, a person of color, a woman of color, and, and understands how many policies can affect our community. 
Like, I, I love this quote from Rashard Robinson, president of Color for Change. He said, uh, we will have this very clear visual of a group of white people trying to rip away rights from black and brown people while sitting across from black and brown people with more qualifications than them. It will be the kind of images we have seen in our civil rights movies and seen in our civil rights books. And and he's referring to a few things, but I think one of them was if anybody watched the the hearing for, for Judge Kentaji Brown-Jackson, you saw Republicans really grilling her and showing such a lack of respect for what many people consider to be one of the most qualified nominees possibly ever. And again, it makes you wonder, at the risk of sounding too woke, why are they going so hard at this woman? And then on a, on a macro scale, I think you want the, the ruling body when it comes to the court system in this country to be more of a reflection of what this country looks like. You talk about millennials, right, who, who live in this country. You know, we are the most racially and culturally diverse generation in American history. And when you go down to Gen Z, they're going to be even more diverse when it comes to, you know, uh, being people of color as, and also their uh, affiliation with religion. And statistics say about one fifth of Gen Z identify as LGBTQ+. So this notion of a bunch of conservative old white men being the ruling, like the norm, the ruling body in this country just does not fit the actual reality of the diversity of the people in this country and also the generations who will be the the ruling majority for, for decades to come, who are, in fact, at this risk of Santa Corny, the future of this country. So all of that to say, aside from Judge Kentaji Brown-Jackson making history as the first black woman, it also diversifies the Supreme Court and makes it more of a direct reflection of what this country actually looks like as opposed to what racist white people in this country wish it looked like. And that's why this is so incredibly important and it's a day to celebrate. Now, with that said, I want to hear from y'all and get your take on on one of the stories that I have been covering. Kind of a, a question based on one of the stories I, I was covering, I should say. And of course, we'll do that in our Ask a Gringo segment. But first, let's take a quick break and we'll be right back. I love sharing positive tips with my listeners on everything from health challenges to relationship troubles. Because life happens, baby, but you got this. Hi there, I'm Honey German, and I know we can all use some positive energy these days. That's why I make sure to empower my community, because a bit of motivation and support can go a long way. And luckily, we have State Farm to support us. Like when you talk to a State Farm agent to choose the coverage you need, and they have the options to protect the things you value most. It's the perfect positive tip you need. State Farm is also a big supporter of the My Cultura Podcast Network, where we as podcast hosts get to share our experiences and stories. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Listen to new episodes of your favorite My Cultura shows wherever you listen to podcasts. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles, ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. 
When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Nobody wants to outlive their money, but it happens, especially for women. That's why Gainbridge offers the Parity Flex annuity. It's designed for women's unique retirement needs with flexible withdrawals to help cover unexpected expenses, plus a guaranteed lifetime income benefit that keeps paying you even if your account balance is zero. In other words, it's like getting a paycheck for life. We'll say that again. A paycheck for life. Guaranteed. Sounds too good to be true? It's not. It's the Parity Flex annuity. And it's one more example of their commitment to creating a better financial future for women. One where they feel empowered, not excluded, and ready to take on whatever their next chapter holds. Gainbridge believes financial flexibility and security are things we all could use more of. At Retirement Income You Can't Outlive is the ultimate flex. Who's with us? Start saving now at Gainbridge.io. Please visit Gainbridge.io slash ParityFlex for current rates, full product disclosures and disclaimers, and other important information. Ask Odringo! Uh, I have a question. All right, so for this question for today's show, our Ask a Gringo segment, Anybody new here at DJ Dramos, if y'all want to be a part of these conversations, I do it for each show. But I based this off of the the shooting that we saw in Brooklyn, this dude who was on YouTube and, and was spewing rhetoric that seems to be popular amongst uh, extremists who also happen to exist a lot on social media as well. And it just got me thinking about, man... This free-for-all that social media kind of is, you know, and sure, every platform has their own rules and regulations, but as far as like a federal mandate, it's, it's, it's pretty much a free-for-all when it comes to social media. The, these platforms are left to govern themselves. And again, as we saw with Facebook, and we have this whistleblower talking about all the things in the election and the misinformation and Facebook kind of letting certain things fly because they knew it was getting people arguing in the comments, therefore keeping them on the website longer. It it reminds you that these people have a bottom line. It's to make money. It's to keep people on the platform. And and they're not going to do things just out of the goodness of their heart. So the, the people put in place to protect us, our government has to step in. And that and that's my opinion. I want to hear what y'all y'all kind of think about that. So my question was, does social media or the media in general need to be regulated more? Why or why not? 
And I'm going to read a few responses that I got here. At Nani, Renee says, yes, all for freedom of speech, but it's dangerous when no one is held accountable for shit they say. And literally, this is exactly how I how I feel. You know, obviously, freedom of speech is incredibly important. I work in media and I, I, I believe in freedom of speech, the ability to express your opinions. But with that said, there does have to be some accountability when people are are using these platforms and and using their reach and their influence to push more hate and to encourage acts of violence like like we've seen it you know look at January 6th look at you know man so many different shootings and attacks and all these different things that we've seen i mean this guy had a fucking youtube page spewing hateful rhetoric talking about we need more mass shootings and again i understand he didn't have like this huge following or anything like that but the sheer fact that content like that could exist is a very scary thing because what if that did reach a few different people, you know, and they did see that and were influenced by it. You know, some teenager in the middle of the country decided, you know what, this guy's right. I'm going to be the person that goes out and does it. You know, that's that's the scary thing about this. I bring up Alex Jones all the time because it, it's just crazy to me that a person like him was allowed to operate for so long. And still is like a guest on random people's platforms, uh, you know, and, and still is given that that space to talk his nonsense and spread his hate and his lies. And it's really scary when you think about it, because there's a lot of people watching and a lot of people that he's going to influence that don't understand. He is just here to put on a show and to make some money off of people who don't know any better. And of course, I know people would be like, well, people should be smart enough to make their own decisions. Yeah, but the reality is people are not fucking smart enough to make their own decisions. Like we've, we've seen that time and time again. That's why there's warning labels on coffee cups warning you that the coffee is hot because people don't understand that coffee is fucking hot, right? Like like that. There's, there's all kinds of things like that in place in this world, laws and rules and things like that to protect people from themselves. And that, that's just the reality of, of life. People need protection from themselves sometimes. And to me, social media would, would fall underneath that. At Marcel031588 says, at some point, I think it will be the effects on mental health alone. And yeah, I think that that's a, a separate conversation kind of from what I was talking about. But I think that's a great point. You know, when you, you talk about the mental health effects of, of social media, I mean, this thing is addictive. It is. And even in, in me saying that and aware of it, like, I'd be lying if I said I wasn't addicted to my phone. I'd be lying if I said I don't get that itch to just scroll through fucking Instagram randomly to check my emails to do this randomly for no reason at all, you know, while I'm in the middle of doing something else. Like it is, it's addictive. Even if you're aware of it, it's addictive, you know, and it's designed to be that way. They're, they're trying to make it more and more addictive to keep you on the app. And I say that as a grown man, like imagine as a teenager, like this has to be fucking insane as a teenager, you know, like I can only imagine if this was around when I was a kid, you know, I remember growing up having to like wait till I got out of school to go home and check my MySpace. You know what I mean? And like, I can't imagine it being accessible to me at all times. Like, I don't know how the fuck I would have stayed off of it, you know? So that's another great point. I think for mental health alone, there needs to be some sort of regulation for sure. And last one I'll read here is at mahout2029 at gmail.com. Okay, put your whole email in there. I didn't know you could do that says, uh, yes, because there will be a breakdown of moral and personal spaces in society. Well, I mean, uh, uh, as far as personal space, definitely this thing is fucking invasive. And, and many of us 
don't even realize how much of ourselves we're giving to the outside world, like how much information we're putting out there. And and by the way, like I, I don't want to scare you, but I was reading something else like recently about how these, these social media sites are collecting data. And we've kind of known that for a minute. But legally, they're able to sell it off to like the government. They're able to sell it off to the police. There's nothing illegal about it. It's actually like a loophole that the police are, are able to do because they're buying it from a private entity who has legally mined this information or something like that. Like, I, I don't know the specifics of it, but just scary shit when you think about it in that terms, like the, the amount of information they're collecting about us, the, the amount that they know about us and our habits it, it is just incredibly scary. There is no kind of personal space there, you know, and you wonder, you know, at the end of the day, potentially who could have access to our information? Who is it being sold to? And again, just really scary things to think about. And yeah, from a, a moral standpoint, I think social media does give us this sort of anonymity to be bad people, right? We see it in the comments all the time where people are, are really just being disgusting and disparaging and saying things they would never say to somebody in person. But because they have the anonymity of social media, they kind of don't view it as, as real life. They don't realize it's a real person on the other side of that that phone, on the other side of that app, you know? And then you wonder how much of that begins to desensitize us into the real world, right? Like how much of that leads us to not looking at each other as as real human beings anymore with feelings and emotions and, and things like that. Plus, some of y'all just be putting too much of your damn personal life out there on the internet for anybody to see, like posting where you are in real time, you know, posting intimate moments in your relationship, you know, it just doesn't make sense in that standpoint as well. It's like you're literally allowing people into some of the most intimate moments of your life just for the sake of producing content and getting that rush of, of views, you know, and, and I think that kind of speaks to a bit of a moral standpoint, you know, we've, we've kind of like sacrificed our own personal lives and, and our own intimate moments because we're more addicted to like getting views and comments and responses from other people who have nothing to do with our life on a regular basis. So just all food for thought. I mean, those last couple... I don't think the government needs to regulate social media for those. That's kind of our own personal choice is something we need to come to terms with as human beings. But in general, when it comes to our safety and and the hate that gets spewed, I think that's where the, the, the question begins to, to lie about regulation. And and with that said, thank you all so much for participating in our Ask a Gringo segment. Again, at DJ Dramos on Instagram, you want to be a part of these conversations. Now, let's wrap everything we've talked about today up in a neat little bow in a segment we call Conclusion Stew. Time for conclusion. Mm. All right. So, I mean, to kind of keep it short and sweet, we, we talked about this, the shooter in Brooklyn that, that happened this week. And there's a couple of different things there. I mean, obviously, I, I brought up the conversation of social media. I mean, this dude was really just like painting a picture for you on social media and nobody realized it until it was too late. You got to wonder where he gets some of these ideas from you know there's this social media wormhole of extremists and hate and all these different things and they all have the similar talking points and, and really convincing videos and and to me that that leads to the conversation of social media in general it needs to be regulated heavier and, and needs to have a governing body and should it just be left to, to regulate themselves it's too influential it's too accessible you know and it's too much a part of our everyday lives at this point for it not to have some sort of real regulation. And on top of that, when we talk about gun laws in this country, like this dude legally bought a firearm in 2011, you know, 
had previous arrests, but not a felony. So he was able to buy a firearm. And one of his arrests was for having like burglary equipment. So like to me, I don't think you should be giving a gun to somebody who has shown an interest in burglarizing people. But again, that's a that's a bigger a bigger conversation. But you know, we see these things and, and you wonder why are are we not being tougher on guns? And again, you realize the NRA is in the back pockets paying off uh, politicians and paying for their campaigns and things like that. But to me, I see this case and, and those are two things that are glaring to me. Gun control and and man, just social media and the effect it's having uh, you know, on our on our everyday lives when you see a case like this. And then when we talk about the the case of of this woman in Texas who is set for execution, Melissa Lucio, to me, you know, the the doubts that you're seeing in this case and knowing all that we know when it comes to death row and and execution, I mean, the amount of people that have been exonerated of their crimes on death row, I read it, it was almost 200 people since the 70s who have been exonerated while serving on death row. Like, the, the justice system is an imperfect system and and you would hate to think and we know that it's happened where people have been executed even though they've been innocent because the system failed them and and because there's a possibility of such failure to me the it's a bigger conversation of of trying to get rid of the the death penalty because it a seems barbaric to still have in 2022 and the margin for for error is just too high you're talking about somebody's life that you're taking away on the means of a, a system that has proven itself to be incredibly imperfect. And again, if you want to sign this petition for Melissa Lucio via text, it's 97016. And you text the words, save Melissa, all one word. And then moving on to the good news, we talked about Kentaji Brown-Jackson, Judge Kentaji Brown-Jackson, first black woman ever to be confirmed for the U.S. Supreme Court, just absolutely making history. I mean, I I didn't mention this when I talked about it earlier, but A, the visual representation of that, how many kids could potentially be inspired to want to travel in her footsteps to get involved in in law in the legal profession when God knows people of color are needed in these these worlds, in these rooms. And and also the, the important fact that the Supreme Court should reflect what this country actually looks like. And 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 people like Judge Kentaji Brown Jackson being confirmed kind of move us in, in that direction, which is a, a beautiful thing to see, especially in these scary times when so many things are being challenged these days and people seem to want to just bring us back into into the dark ages and, and take away the rights of people who aren't, you know, old white men, essentially. And then obviously we, we talked about social media. It's It's becoming such a integral part of our lives and there's so many kind of dark corners that haven't been investigated yet and so many shady things we're, we're learning about each and every day from from whistleblowers it's obvious that our government needs to get involved and have some sort of universal regulation because there's just too much damage that has been done and potentially could continue to be done if people aren't held accountable for what they say and do on social media and are just given free reign to put nonsense out there into the world and with that said, thank y'all so much for tuning into today's episode. If you fuck with the show, I would genuinely appreciate you leaving us a review wherever it is that you listen to it. Give it a good rating wherever it is you listen to it. Apple Podcasts, if you're listening on there, if you feel like leaving a five-star review, I'd greatly appreciate it. And if you could give us a little comment on there, all that stuff genuinely helps us out. So I'd really appreciate it if you would, would uh, help your boy out with that. 
We'll be back on Tuesday with another episode for our Financial Literacy Month coverage, giving you some game when it comes to your money. Until then, have an amazing weekend, and I'll talk to you soon. Peace. Life as a Gringo is a production of iHeart's My Cultura Podcast Network. There are a lot of things that matter to me. Family, community, culture, and peace of mind. Hi, it's Wilmer Valderrama, and when balancing life, I have to say nothing brings more comfort than having support. And when it comes to ensuring those things that matter to you the most, State Farm offers the support with an agent available in person or on the phone to discuss your coverage options. Support when you need it, however you choose. That's State Farm's way. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cash back on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024.